This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome to the Nukuda podcast for Parshas Tetzave. <clears throat> this Parsha is a kind of a continuation of the previous one, Trima, talking about the Besamikdash, but here focusing more on the Big Day Kahuna, the idea of the uh, priestly garments and their significance. Very uh, specific, uh, detailed instructions of how they're to be constructed. And obviously all those things have tremendous uh, symbolic significance, which we're not going to go into now. Um, one thing I'd just like to say in a general way is that the whole concept of garments is extremely um, uh, symbolic. It's, it's a very fundamental concept in general in terms of the creation of the world and the way Hashem created everything with a uh, meaning um, and the relationship in general between the physical and the spiritual, so to speak, the Gashmis and the Ruchnias. Um, and this, of course, we've emphasized many, many times, it may be like the major focus of our, of this podcast lately at least, is uh, comparing, you know, the, the uh, how, or analyzing rather, how... Uh, we uh, reconcile the vast differences between the physical world and the uh, spiritual world, but recognizing that the uh, sp- sp- the physical world is built and constructed alongside along along the lines of the model uh, set up in the spiritual world is kind of a, the, the idea that Suda, the uh, form, determines what things are going to actually look like in their physical representation. So this is certainly sh- true in terms of the uh, Big Dikahuna, which are dealing with the actual, the, 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 all that whole concept of enclothing the spiritual in the physical is, of course, talking about garments, and this is what this parsha is about, is garments. So the fact that um, the, the kohanim are only yoytze, they can only fulfill their uh, job uh, in, in terms of bringing the korbanos in the besamikdash when they are properly clothed, when they're actually clothed in these, these garments. You know, we say clothes makes the man, you know, that uh, there is an idea that here they cannot function the way they're supposed to until they have the... Uh, garments uh, that are properly constructed according to these uh, specifications. So that's one very important thing is the whole idea of garments themselves. There's another thing that's dealt with in this parish that's not uh, discussed quite so much, <clears throat> and I think it's kind of a mistake, is um, the idea of the katoiris. It's mentioned the idea of um, the the fact that the, uh, set, the frankincense, or what do they want to call it in English, the... Um, uh, fragrant spices and things that are used um, as uh, exclusively with a special mizbeach, a special altar which is designed specifically for to to, um, uh, to sacrifice these um, to, to burn them up essentially and to create this uh, this fragrance, this, this smell that that encompasses the 
the uh, Bismikdash, uh, and it's an extremely important part of the, uh, the whole ceremony. So this is um, discussed in this parsha, and I think it's it, the, the Chazal are very, very effusive in their uh, description of how important this is and how significant it is, and, and, and if we really appreciated how uh, big a deal this is, we would like you know enshrine every word in gold or something. It's, it's just got a lot of it, it, it um, gets really carried away with this, you know, talking about the importance of this um, this ceremony and how it gives life, you know, to everything. And the fact is that we do say it uh, at least twice a day. We say it, you know, before before Shachris and uh, Mincha. It's not uh, Shach to Mar uh, because it doesn't, you know, they weren't offered that. But uh, actually, it's said twice in chakras itself. One, one is uh, before, before the beginning, um, uh, the, uh, during the korbanas, and the other time is at the end, is uh, part of Enkilikenu, before, before a lady, so that's another time we say it again. So, at least in, I'm not sure if all the nisqalis, but, you know, it's really inspired. So the point is that um, it's a, a very, very significant thing. And just to talk about a little bit of the uniqueness of the idea of the, uh, of the incense, um, one thing we have to understand, it's also a very fundamental concept, is that the whole thing is about energy. We're, um, ex- we're, we're the, the, the source of energy is spiritual. I mean, energy itself is a spiritual thing. It's not something that is necessarily, uh, it's, it, we see certain energy sources in the physical world. But the real energy is coming from above. That's coming from a, 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 a metaphysical source. And uh, if it wasn't for that, there would be no physical source. It's just that the, the, we have to have something to pin it on in the physical. But the fact that, that it's very, very significant that people, especially you know, us as human beings, um, can experience an increase in energy with all kinds of things that are not related specifically to physical sources. Certainly not, you know, you would think that, that according to the way the human body is presented, that the only way we would really be able to get any kind of physical energy would be through eating. Because eating is actually you're taking a substance into your body and you're burning it up. And, and that is, you know, creating with the calories, whatever, that are being burned up. That's, that's a physical source of energy. But what about the, the sense of smell? The fact is, even we can use a sense of sight. You can you can see things that energize you. That people can get excited. You know, they could be really wiped out, and then they they see something that's exciting, and they get all re uh, re energized. Or or listening, hearing things like music is a tremendous source of energy, and fast music and this kind of thing. But there's some things that are um, we really can't understand why we should be energized by it, but the, the katoyas is definitely like that, and the idea that the that you can smell something with the sense of smell, which is not adding anything specific to the body structure that you can burn up and that you can use for energy, but the smell itself is able to uh, is, is able to bring an energy to the person. Uh, we see this, for example, in Yom Kippur, that a lot of people have um, spices and different things to smell to wake them up so that they'll be more alert. Uh, while they're fasting. So this is something that the, the, the uh, sense of smell is capable of adding that, uh, that type of energy to a person. Um, 
And in general, the sense of smell is looked upon as being something that's a little bit higher level. It's not something that um, that uh, is to be compared with all the other senses. In fact, some say that it was the one sense that was not affected by the uh, the chet of Eitzadas. Um, that depends somewhat on which which fruit was actually the one that was consumed uh, in the chet Eitzadas. But anyway, that's, that's something that I've seen. Um, but it's said in Chazal that the reach is a, a hanua for the neshama without the goof. It's, 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 it's soul food. It's something that's, that's, that is giving a certain uh, tainig, a certain level of pleasure to the neshama itself, to the soul. So we talk about the uh, sense of smell as being a special enjoyment or a tainig for the neshama itself, it's as if the um, the smell itself goes directly into the nose, which goes directly into the head, you know, the brain. It's like it's, it's the seat of the neshama. It's, it's as if it's having a pretty much direct uh, connection, direct path to the... Um, to, to the neshama itself, so that the neshama is getting this, this direct experience as opposed to going through uh, a specific uh, physical, you know, uh, uh, translation of the experience into some kind of a timing. So in other words, it's, it's like the most direct way to interact with the neshama and to be uh, uh, kind of ingested by the neshama itself. So that's why it, it has a special... Anua that you don't find by other sensual experiences, uh, and it and this this amazing ability to energize to be able to to transform uh, some kind of a physical sensual experience into directly into energy is really quite unique uh, for this particular experience, um, and the fact that this is used for uh, one of the important uh, uh, rituals of the Besamikdash itself. Is um, is a very a very big thing. I mean, the fact that it's 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 uh, thought of as being a very um, a very uh, what's the word delicate kind of a um, uh, interaction on the physical level, and that is associated with a certain level of purity, which uh, the other rituals of the best makers really don't really come to that level. The fact is that the word katoiris itself is uh, translated into the word kesher. The, the test corresponds to the shin. That's something with the Aramaic or something. So that uh, the word katoiris has to do with kesher and what the katoiris is doing is actually through its process of aliyah, that it's, it's going up, the whole idea of the the uh, reach and the this is really a, a lighter than air, so to speak, and it goes up with the the smoke of the uh, of the ashan of the uh, of the katoyas on the mizbeach is something that on its way up it uh, combines and connects all of the different levels as it's ascending, so that it's able to put everything together and come to a particularly high place. So that's just a you know a brief uh, overview or introduction to the 
concept of the Ketoyas and why it's uh, so special and so important. And it's something that really is available to a person you know, at any time. I mean, there's all kinds of uh, examples among Sadiqim of the, um, the power of uh, um, smoking. <laughs> Some Sadiqim over the, the um, uh, ages have had uh, different types of pipes and um, uh, you know, the, the water pipes or whatever, and, uh, and even the idea of, of smelling uh, snuff, you know, tobacco, it's also been found very often among tzaddikim. And it's, all, it's one, one idea of you know, raising the nitsitsis, the, the sparks, obviously, but also this idea of, of emulating the concept of the katoyas, which is also an idea of, of, of uh, elevating sparks. Um, and this has all uh, become a very symbolic and experiential um, uh, part of, of the ceremony, not only in the Bismiktish, but as I said, uh, part of davening as a whole and... Um, and the way we experience our senses as a whole.